too. What's up everyone, it's Nick from Dem Fancy Dinosaurs. How's it all gone today? And recording with me today is Nerdy Nick. How are you? Good, how's everyone else doing out there? I hope you're having a nice day. It is, it's a beautiful day outside, isn't it? It's nice and sunny. Oh, very nice. Yeah, it's perfect. Well, I wouldn't know, the curtains are pulled up and I'm in my garage like the goblin that I am of a person. Oh, you're, you're in your goblin garage. Nice, nice, nice. That's what I like to see. Yeah. <laughs> um, so basically, we were going to bring you a Dem Fancy Trilogies episode, but um, uh, due to some time constraints, uh, and we've decided to just record this episode, it's kind of another um, Dem Fancy News episode. We've got a bunch of latest news on movies, TV shows, gaming, pop culture, and I'll let Nick start with some latest anime news. How about that? We'll start with anime news. Anime news. Okay, anime news. That's always good. Yeah. Um, as a, you guys listened to the last episode, I had the recommendation of the Demon Slayer series. Uh, the series has recently gone up to its 25th episode run because the next arc will actually be a movie. Oh, they're making it like a feature film, like big budget, or is it just um anime movie? Yeah, it's actual big budget. Yeah, so it's uh, Aniplex with the studio uh, who's working on Demon Slayer, and it's going to be the... So for people who are caught up in the manga and everything, it is the train uh, ride arc uh, yeah. where Ren Goku, one of the main pillars, turns up and everything. It's I'm not going to spoil anything, but it's going to be uh, if anyone's read the manga, it's like I'm not going to spoil anything or anything. But it's looking phenomenal as well as it animated, perfect blend of 2D and 3D animation. Really captures the horror tones very nice and everything. That's awesome. I think some of the best animes have train scenes like Kenshin, Full Metal Alchemist. Everything's got a train scene. And like a massive train bit. Oh, yeah. Everything with trains is always good. Yeah, exactly. Even Trigun. It's, it's, it's a historical fact. Any great show or movie has a train in it. Think about it. Samurai Jack, there was a train episode. Yep. Back to the Future, a whole episode dedicated to a train. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Making a uh, giant <laughs> time machine out of a train. It's like, good good on you, Doc. You did yes. good. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to build petrol for 35 more years, Marty. Oh no, here's a train that I built into a uh, <laughs> time machine. Cool. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'll just keep shoveling coal forever, Marty. Has <laughs> <laughs> been fun, Marty. It's it's dumb. I, I hate you, Marty. <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh, yeah, so what else? What else? Uh, you were mentioning, um, what was it? JoJo's Bizarre Adventures getting a spinoff. Oh, yes. Well, if anyone knows right now, the Golden Wind series is now getting dubbed. Uh, they're doing actually a very good dub because they actually now people who actually speak English actually know how to pronounce Italian phrases better. Um, <laughs> but also, if anyone who's a fan of Part Four is there's a character called Rohan who is the manga car with the stand Heaven's Door, where he's able to read people like books to which helped him inspiration for making his manga and everything else like that. He actually got a spin-off series which um, I really recommend. Uh, reading the manga of them. They're called the Thus Spoke Rohan series. And basically, we've had one that's already been animated for an over, which is the Millionaire's Mansion, uh, where he meets his publisher, who says maybe it's a good idea if he goes out to the mountains to find some more inspiration and away from people and everything. Um, and, of course, it's Haunted and Wacky Adventures. Woo, what bizarre adventure. <laughs> and then the next one we've got is where he goes to the gym and he runs into a person who is... I think it's their stand ability or something. It's always it's a bizarre thing. There's always characters that have bizarre abilities and they're not stand related and stuff. But we'll just go with this guy, who basically, if you start training with him, you you just keep going and keep going and keep going like he does. This guy's super jacked and fit, and that's where it gets to the point where they have the infamous showdown of both of them on the treadmills and the glasses broken up behind him and they're going up 
past nearly 30 kilometers on the treadmill and Rohan's like, stop! <laughs> <laughs> so more, more JoJo's for everyone because that's becoming super duper mainstream now, now that all the people realize it's actually a good show. Oh yeah, it's uh, actually another big contribution to helping it is the books getting, the manga actually getting republished. When they first came out, it was only part free and they were like limited amounts and everything. So I actually have one of them. Yeah. Um, versus compared to now, we've actually got nice, big, thick, hard copies uh, with big, bigger page spreads and everything. So you actually can appreciate the art more and everything. And again, even part four is like the books have gotten even bigger from the other ones in comparison to, which also makes me bring up another great series that is getting a republishing for everyone who wants to save money is the Berserk series. Almost getting republished. Yes, we're on its third book now, which is about, there's an average about, I heard it was about eight books miniature books into one and it's now into a nice big thicker broader book as well so you can actually appreciate the art of berserk as well yeah that'd be awesome because just getting a bigger print as well just gets each panel to be showcased a little better so you can actually appreciate all the different lines and the drawing and and that's what we always talked about is when berserk it has to be viewed in manga form you have to see how much effort that this artist's gone to because he's that good where basically Tokyo art universities, um, pretty much all Japan universities, use him as the, this is what you should try to inspire for more than anyone else. Well, it's it's the same as Helsing when Helsing came out, the anime, and then you go to the, the manga and you're like, what the fuck? This is totally different. Oh, yeah. You, know, you just need, you need to read the manga when it comes to Helsing or Berserk or really a lot of these different shows just to appreciate it oh, on yeah. a whole new level. Mm, um, absolutely yeah but that's what i was just saying that's just like yeah with anime news and everything i understand a lot of people probably roll their eyes when we mention berserk it's like please do not judge it on the newest adaption it's the newest adaption is just terrible in general please it's i plead plead of you to actually see the manga and you'll actually get a completely different experience agreed a hundred percent so is there anything else in the anime front coming out um junji ito uh, yeah, Junji Ito, his uh, Uzumaki was recently announced. It's going to be made for Adult Swim. They're actually funding it. Oh, um, Uzumaki, I know a lot of people are going, um, oh, I know, that's the last name of Naruto, and that's a recipe in the ramen. It's like, no, no, it's called Uzumaki. It means spiral. <laughs> um, and basically, it's, the story is set in this town where everything is, like, obsessed with spirals. Like, And the guy who's our main protagonist with the lady... Uh, another lady protagonist who are the normal people where all this insanity that keeps going on. So basically the first episode we get for the ma- the manga and you'll see the first episode is um, one of the, the ladies, uh, father is so obsessed with spirals. Like he just buys everything that spirals and like he goes to a potter and he's just like, what are you doing? It's just like, oh, I'm making with the spiral to make it. It's just like, see, the spirals answer everything. The spirals are everywhere, <laughs> basically, you know, <laughs> and the sanding rant. And then he gets to the point where he starts, actually, his body starts deforming and everything because he wants to become a spiral and everything. Like, his tongue starts becoming bigger and fatter and twisting around and shaping spirals and everything. And that's where the end of the episode is that they come back home after one day and they just find a, like, a tub, like a big rice tub that they have that, you know, when you cook for large amounts of people that you see in the old samurai films. Yeah. With the wooden lid on top and everything. Yeah, they just find it there in the middle of the house. And they're like what is this and everything and they open up and the dad has actually broken all his bones and everything and spite made himself into a spiral in the tub (laughs) yeah and and that's where they're just like oh we've got to get the funeral and everything and the guy who's the main protagonist like that makes no sense why we do that and then they cremate his body and next thing it's just like look the smoke and it starts spiraling as well (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, again, furthering the display that, uh, you know, Japan is full of bizarre ideas, but Junji Ito seems to be the most bizarre of the bizarre. <laughs> oh, yeah. He seems to understand how to do, um, what is it, more of a bio- like a relatable biological uh, horror, like human forms and the twisted uh, human shape and everything twisted in ways that they should and everything that makes it more of horror. Yeah, it's it's more it's more um, horror based on the human condition and um, the the power of obsession oh, yes. and stuff like that. So I guess it's more a human based rather than an external. It's not an external kind of horror. It's an internal horror. I think we described it last time when we were talking about it. Yeah, yeah, and the fear of the unknown, which is amazing. But as I said, uh, oh yeah, the fear of unknown. But it's actually it's just yeah, just phenomenal. All his work is phenomenal. Even like I talked about his remake of. Um, uh, Mary Skelly's uh, Frankenstein, which is more closer to the book, and that was phenomenal as well. It's just he understands he's the most boringest person you ever see in interviews and everything else like that. Like he comes from the most peaceful area and everything, but he comes up with some of the most horrific imagery and everything else like that. It's just that weird that way. It, it reminds me of another. It reminds me of a Westerner who writes some of the most terrifying children's books, but is also the most boring person on earth. And do you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, he's the Goosebumps one. Yeah. Hi, I'm R.L. Stein. <laughs> he's the dorky guy, the really, really dorky guy. <laughs> he yeah. does. He looks like the biggest dog. Because <laughs> I remember I used to get the Oh, VHS. yeah, it looks like I could bully him. <laughs> <laughs> I used to get the VHSs and he used to, like, introduce the episodes and, and do, like, a an outro as well. And he just seemed just the most despondent, boring human you'd ever meet. You wouldn't expect those kind of words to come from him. <laughs> Yeah, it's like he's trying to be like Hitchcock, but Hitchcock's got that look disturbing look to him and everything. It's like, ooh, an old fat man. Yeah, well, Hitchcock has that whole uh, Winston Churchill vibe to him, which he doesn't give a fuck about anything. Oh, yes. <laughs> but R.L. Stein yeah. just looks like he'd... First R.L. Stein was like bushy, curly hair and everything. It's like, hey, everyone, this is super scary, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, R.L. Stein, never change. He's still writing stuff, man. It's crazy. <coughs> yeah yeah okay so um anime news we've got that we've had that um when it comes to netflix hasn't really dropped any anime plans recently their diablo series is still on hold because as you know netflix bought the rights to diablo series mm. uh that's still put on yes hold yes because blizzard are like well china no i don't know i don't know what blizzard's doing um yeah so if the same team that did Castlevania worked with Diablo, I think it would have been really good. Um, oh, absolutely. But, but yeah, we just got to wait and see what they do with that, which I think is something that Netflix really needs to work on these days because everyone else is having a streaming service. So Netflix has done some really interesting and smart decisions. They bought the Resident Evil TV series rights. So, oh, that's nice. Yeah, so basically they released a photo, I think it was a month ago, and it's just got the front of the Spencer Mansion on it for the series. Oh, nice. Hopefully they go with a survival horror setting yeah. instead of going like wannabe um, John Woo films and everything. Let's go, Leon. Let's go. Whoa! Slam down the chairs. <laughs> Whoa! step on. Yeah. <laughs> Slides off the train into the, into the main living room and everything. Whoa! Just shoots everything. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully, yeah. I think because basically the way I described the Resident Evil series and how it should have, should have been would have been um, one of those, you know, classic horror series is Jill 
probably Barry, Wesker, Chris, making their way through the mansion and discovering things and surviving the traps and all the tropes and stuff throughout the mansion, doing the puzzles. But each episode's bookended by the Umbrella Corporation and how the whole progenitor flower got the T-virus going on and how everything started. Because I think that'd be the best way to showcase Resident Evil as a whole universe rather than just, hey, you're in this train that goes to a mansion. Umbrella, who are they? They're evil guys. Don't worry about them. And then move on. You're yeah. Alice. Oh, by the way, I'm morphed with leeches. Lol. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> that said, Resident Evil Zero was, was pretty good for what it did. Um, oh, yeah. It's, um, um, it's again, graphically, it's just as well, aged as well as the remakes and everything because it's the same engine and everything. Yeah. Um, but as for the TV show, I really hope they really push the survival element parts where not just a big shootout gun fest for everything like they realize that putting a whole clip into a giant spider might not be the answer and doing what they can to fort themselves in and everything as well and you know actually putting in the situations where they have to fight back is the last option out of the whole thing yeah well that's what i hope too because um constantine films who have the full rights to the resident evil series are rebooting the film series and then Netflix has got the TV rights because it's kind of going to be a companion piece. So hopefully the reboot mm. of the film series is going to go with their original, hey, we're just going to be shooting all the shit out of everything and not really have any canon compared to the series, which is be like, hey, we're going to cover yeah. the actual Resident Evil history and how the Umbrella Corporation made the T-Virus yeah. and all the fucked up things in the mansion and why there's so many traps and there's problems and there's all this shit in the mansion because of freaking paranoid Ashford and shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so that's a bit of yeah. Netflix news. Other than that, Netflix hasn't really dropped too much. There was a show I watched recently called Daybreak. Have you ever heard of that? Yeah, I've heard of it. Um, it is. A- uh, the only other news I've got for streaming news is another episode of The Mandalorian dropped, and that's where we got the news of uh, the creator of regular shows, Close Enough, which switched networks from Adult Swim to HBO streaming service. Oh, that's right. HBO Max, JG Quindle's um, series. What's it called again? Yeah, close enough. Oh, close enough. Sorry, <laughs> you said that. I thought you were saying close yeah, enough. Yeah, like as that. in it's a joke. Uh, it's reference. Yeah, yeah. It's actually a reference to the first pilot that he did for regular show, which was more adult themed. It's basically about two uh, gas store attendees, and they're just hanging out on Halloween. And one friend's like, "Yeah, have a piece of candy with me." It's like, "Yeah, cool." It's just like, "Oh yeah, it's um drugs." Like, all the drugs. Yeah. That was called, what, in the AMPM? Yeah, and there's actually the appearance of... Uh, yeah, that's what it's called. And it actually has appearance of, like, Benson and Mordecai as he's, like, they're, they're going through their drug phases of tripping out and everything. Yeah. Um, and, of course, before that, that's where we actually had the his first ever pilots, which was actually Pops. Yes, as well as he gave out uh, to restaurants and everything, and he always kept giving everyone uh, lollipops for payments, and he'd take off in his flying car. And it's like, okay. <laughs> Uh, I'm so glad we continue to give these people money who actually have these fresh and original ideas. Um, like we really, oh, yeah. we really hit the golden age of cartoons probably about four years ago with regular show, uh, Gravity Falls, um, even Adventure Time for the first few seasons, and just Steven Universe and all that stuff. Yeah, there was a lot of a lot of great up and coming shows and everything that still stayed around and everything. Uh, we're still getting some more creative stuff coming along down the line and everything. It's just that was like a real big peak that I remember. It's like when Adventure Time first came out and Regular Show first came out and 
they all like together in this one block and they just all exploded at once. Like Steven Universe at the same time and all that. It was just a massive amount of hit shows all at once. Yeah. It's it's really going off. Um actually heading back to anime just again. Uh Lupin the Third. Lupin the Third the First is coming out soon, hopefully. Yeah. Yes, that's that 3D movie. The CGI movie that looks like it's off the fucking chain. Yeah, it's got so much swag. Yeah. Um, so basically, it looks like this this franchise just can't die. Like, I'm so glad. It just can't die. Um, <laughs> it's just amazing. Well, I can tell you about the popularity of it in Japan. It's like it was the figure that I got you. It was extremely difficult to find. And I went into those multi multi-layered figurine stores where there's like four or five layers of st- of like levels of you go in and you just look through shelves and shelves and shelves and i always found um more of the samurai and the hot chick yeah but when it came to jigen and lupin they were just nowhere to be found jeez yeah it's just intense and it looks like they've kind of going back to the roots because he's wearing his uh, red jacket again if you've noticed in the trailer so he's wearing his red jacket. He doesn't have his green jacket on currently. So that was more a first season yeah. Lupin thing. Was his uh his red jacket or the pink jacket as we like to call it? Um. So yeah. Well, that's when they didn't have much money for red, so it was pink. <laughs> Somewhat yeah. halfway through one of them. <laughs> yeah. So it looks like it's going back to its roots, and he's just doing some cool ass capers and doing some badass things. It looks like it's kind of like how Tintin was recorded, the motion capture, but it's more CGI ish. So I think I'm very excited yeah. for this. Um, hopefully we get a decent... Well, like I said, the... Yeah, like I was talking about before, it's like you're obviously going to get a decent film because I'm just saying the Lupin franchise has just been fire hot with its releases lately. Oh, yeah. I mean, when they released, um, after their long hiatus and they released uh, a girl called Fujiko, um, that was just intense. Like... Yeah, and the Samurai one they released as well was phenomenal as well. Yeah, Goemon's one. I'm surprised they didn't keep on going on with that. I thought they were going to release a Jigen series, but I think they took a bit of time off to work on it, which is okay. Um, yeah, Jigen gets his own next. Yeah, I would. I say I'd really like to see a series. It's just him sleeping the entire film and smoking cigarettes. Yeah, well that's fine. I'd watch that. Um, yeah, but um, Zenigata, <laughs> I'd like to see a series on because Zenigata is my favorite character in the whole Castle of Cag. Uh, sorry, no, Lupin the Third Universe. Uh, yeah, he's an interesting character as well. He's always on the chase for Luffy, and he's always right behind him too. Yeah, but at the same time, he is probably the best detective you'll ever find. But at the same time, oh, he's easily, got, he's got that uh, Inspector Clouseau bizarreness about him, which he just messes up that slight bit because I think he's addicted to chasing Lupin, so that's why he can never get himself to catch yeah. him. Yeah, so he's actually he's full on addicted to it, so he can't. Whenever he gets Lupin close enough, he lets him go. <laughs> yeah, it always happens as well. It's e- it even happened in the other films as well. He's always right on top of where Lupin's going to be. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, so you know he could obviously catch him. He's got the right information every time because he's always turned up to the right place. But I guess it's like exactly what you said. Him catching Lupin would be the end of this. No more traveling overseas and everything for him again. He'd be back to his... Normal, boring paper job back in Tokyo, Japan, where there's no crime, so he bought out of his mind. Oh god, could, could you imagine? <laughs> could you imagine that for a movie? I'd love to see a Zenigata movie where he's caught Lupin, and he's in jail. And what does he do after that? And he starts that. It's like a Joker-esque movie 
where he just starts to have a bit of a breakdown. Yeah, that's what I said. It's the breakdown of his uh, life afterwards because Lupin's caught and he's just like, everyone does the big celebration, like, yeah, well done. They give him the ribbon and everything else like that. And then he's just like, ah, back to normal work. Oh, well, we caught that guy real quickly. What's happening in the local crime area? Hmm, nothing, huh? Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. You get super excited that someone be like, hey, that guy skipped his fare and everything. And then the guy came back like, oh, sorry, I was meant to pay. Here's the 200 yen. He's like, oh. (laughs) Um, So (laughs) uh, that came out. No, is that due for release soon, I think? Next year, 2020. Yeah, I believe Lots so. of big stuff in 2020. We've got, yeah, that was like for more anime talk, The Promised Neverland. There's all like these big Ooh. animes and everything and movies coming out in 2020. December There's all big pushing December for it. December 6th, actually, it releases. No international release date yet, but it releases oh, in Japan nice. on December the 6th. So only two weeks away. So that's pretty exciting. Oh, cool. <laughs> Can't wait to watch the phone upload of it. Oh, yes, yes. The <laughs> No. Too bad. <laughs> no, I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll be good. Um. So yeah, The Mandalorian episode two. How was that? Actually, good. Um. To not really spoil much or anything, it uh, breaks down as everyone knows from all the promotional. There's a baby like Yoda that you see in next to him in the, all the posters and everything. Yep. Um. It's more of um talking uh, going along the journey with the Mandalorian. Uh. I think we come down me and Kyle were having discussions about if it was force sensitive and everything. And it clearly shows that it is, which makes me even come up with a theory of my own is because Kyle went into great explanation that the Mandalorian is someone once given a job, they'll do it. That's what they're known for infamously for. Yeah. But he doesn't do the assassination mission when it comes to the baby Yoda. And I'm like, well, what if the baby Yoda just used the force to, you know, make him not fight against him? Yeah, pretty, pretty much. He probably, Yeah. Well, that'd be pretty easy. But um, also, can the Mandalorians, can they be influenced by the Force? I don't know. Well, they've shown that, well, it shows that they can be influenced by the Force, but at the same time, it shows um, they don't really have much knowledge of the Force of itself, too. Because, mm. again, this is like the way we're outskirts, so not much people are used to seeing the Force or the Jedi or anything. So when the Baby Yoda does use the Force, but not going to spoil the situations, it actually you know shocks the Mandalorian when they first sees it. Oh, that's that's good then that they kind of showed that. I still haven't watched it. I've got Disney Plus. I bought it, so it's all good. I will watch it once once it's all released. Yes, so did I. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Say no more. Say no more. Yes, uh, I was the first. And I said, you know what? Here's an extra hundred dollars on top. Just take it, Disney. Just take all my money. Oh yeah, here, here, my wallet. Open Disney. I have no just, standard. Take it. Disney, I'm just gonna put this money on the counter, and if I turn around and it's not there when I get back, do not worry. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, uh, with Disney. Oh, yeah, it's just. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're talking about Disney Plus, but it's just like Disney Plus, HBO, and all these other ones coming up with their own streamers and everything. It's just, come on, people, let's not turn the internet back into Foxtel or our version of cable internet. It, the internet's way better than that, people. Yeah, so that's one of the problems. But don't forget, Disney, like, Disney is planning its takeover. So they are going to own everything. So. I'm getting on the ground floor of them because soon they'll own HBO. Soon they'll own AMC. They'll just own everything. They're just taking it all over. Yeah, and it becomes the house of Wundmausen. Yep. Wunderflas. Wundermaus. Dynamax. Yep. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right. Make so... more productions faster, fine food, flavor. Ha ha. 
Ah, Walt Disney, you crazy, crazy human. All right, we're going to duck into the promo zone quickly. And when we get back, we're going to update you on some sports news. And I think Nick, yeah, Nick has some uh, sports news and I have uh, my rundown of Pokemon. (coughs) And we'll be back in two seconds, guys. Enjoy. See you soon. Bye. friends and potential lovers have you ever felt so passionately after watching a tv show or a movie but not have a pal to share it with allow us the honor of keeping you company with our weekly podcast for your reference with your hosts katie and ot each episode we break down our hot takes that you'll either ardently agree or vehemently disagree with like subs versus dubs. How important is a cohesive narrative? What's with the popularity of the relatable villain? Is it possible to be truly objective in spite of your own experiences? And most importantly, are you getting a clue and which direction is it pointing? Come on now, it's pointing towards for your reference. That's a great reference. If you've got a little room in your rotation for some salacious frivolity, check out for your reference wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey everybody, this is Sedge. And this is King Kegel, aka Lightsaber Ninja. And we're two of the three hosts of Gaming Casual, a gaming podcast where three idiots discuss games in the gaming industry casually. Sometimes we get along, sometimes we disagree, and sometimes we go on 45-minute rants about consoles that haven't released yet. Hey, 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 I'm innocent here. Bullshit. Check us out on Podbean, Google Play, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes release every Thursday. And not for nothing, but every single person that listens to our podcast happens to be a genius and attractive. Wonder Soul. Wonder Soul. Hey, I'm Lucas, the host of Wonder Soul, a weekly podcast series featuring a variety of topics dealing with life's many passions and experiences. Join me and friends each week as I discuss topics ranging from pop culture to real-life conversations that all can find relatable. New episodes bring new guests and new topics and release every Friday. More content can be found on Wonder Soul's YouTube and Twitch channels. Stay up to date and connect with Wonder Soul through social media by following us on Twitter and Instagram. And we hope that you enjoy Wonder Soul wherever you listen to podcasts. So do good and take care. And we're back, everyone. Welcome back. Hopefully you check out those podcasts and don't just check them out. Subscribe to them. Have some fun with them. They're a good bunch of dudes. And two deaths. It's a nice background noise. You know, if you're doing the dishes or you're vacuuming your place, it's always having a nice conversation. Yeah. And also, like, some of the ones in, like, For Your Reference podcast, they're from Sydney. They're a fantastic group of podcasts that introspectively look at films. So I think you should really get around that. If you like films, gaming casual, they're a bunch of guys who really enjoy games, but at a casual level. So... It's for a wider audience, and also Wonder Soul. Wonder Soul is just a just a good guy. He's a spiritual dude who merges pop culture and spirituality. So give all three of them a check out and enjoy. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Okay. So what should we Pokemon? Do you want to? Should we pull this bandaid off? Yes, yeah, since you told me that you played through the majority of Pokemon and near the finish of it, so give it the rundown. Is it the 
as of the impression on the internet I got, it is the worst thing and the greatest thing to be released at the same time. What is it? Okay, so I can understand why the internet would kind of get a bit upset about it being the worst thing. So a few years ago, they introduced something called the Pokemon Bank, right? So the Pokemon Bank kind of works off the fact that when you complete a Pokedex, yes. it saves it. So when you start a new game, you only yes. have to catch a few more or another X amount to update your Pokemon Bank. <clears throat> yes, and you need to trade to get some of the other last ones because of different games. Yeah, exactly. So people were completing their Pokedexes and you know, and these people like, if you come to me and you say, oh, I'm pissed off because I completed a, like a 800 Pokemon Pokedex and now they're not giving me all the Pokemon in this one. It's like, hey, buddy, fuck off. Okay? Why? Yeah. <laughs> saying I spent all my time catching all these Pokemon and doing all this stuff and they're all shinies because I spent 20 days looking for a shiny Rapidash. Don't come whinging to me. Okay, I don't care about what you do with your free time. That's not my concern. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and then it comes down to to fit the eight hundred Pokemon and everything. Yeah, they're just you can tell why they're using mostly the three DS models and everything. It's because they're getting this game out on time. Yeah, well, exactly, and you can really tell that. See, I can see that they were under a strict deadline for this game, so basically, it's setting yeah, the place. And- Sorry, keep going. Yeah, and I just thought about another one. It'd be most likely a balance issue more than anything else. And I know a lot of people will say, like, oh, what about, you know, like fighting games like Marvel vs. Capcom 2 or anything where they throw balance out the window. It's like, yeah, but that's a fighting game where you actually get full control of what you can do with the character and everything. Pokemon is set to turn-based RPG battle rules, and let's be honest, it's very easy to break those games. Oh, it is. It's just rock, paper, scissors. Like, it doesn't matter what you do. Yes. If you've got a scissors to... um cut that paper you'll win each time every time it doesn't matter but that's the problem eventually you'll have the scissors that cut through the rock at the same time and that's where it becomes the the balance problem and everything and of course 800 pokemon do you really think they'd be able to balance them all evenly not at all um no no especially ones that can learn other moves of other different types as well yeah because then that's all balanced out the window yeah dual (laughs) types like normal types uh all rounders pretty much um, so yeah, so this one's featured in the Galar region or the Gala region. I don't know how to say it. I don't know how to pronounce it. Um, but basically, the yeah, Gala region. The Gala. Well, it's not Australian. It's the Scottish area, no, isn't it? It's uh, yeah, British. The Gular. So, the the Galar. It's the uh, Australian version. The, the Gular. The Gulags. The Gulags of the Pokemon. <laughs> so basically, we're at this point now that I don't know how big the actual planet of Pokemon is, um, but. They're going to have to continue on with the anime. I guess, is the anime going to sync up for this one as well? Is that what's happening? Are we going to have an anime Um, Because we Well, I, I know they were retiring Ash Ketchum, because that's what the big news was, is that he finally won the big tournament. In the, he won a tournament in the anime, even though I'll come in out of nowhere with my Orange DVD Island. collection, like, no, actually, actually, Orange Island, he won that, remember? <laughs> well, actually, I actually had an argument with the dude. But yeah, they were setting up that Ash was being retired, and they're going to reintroduce a new character that will match up for the Sword and Shield world and everything else like that. Well, that's good, because I'd really like to see the Sword and Shield world come to life on the anime, and I'd get around that if it was kind of rebooting the series. Because Sun and Moon and X and Y were yeah. really shit for the anime. The, even the animation was pretty poor. <clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah, Pokemon's kind of past its heyday. It's gone through... It's going. You, you can tell it's going through the gears, basically. You can tell it's very mass-produced at the time and everything. 
Um, no real like unique art styles for different characters or anything. It's just like the same weekly run schedule and everything. Yeah, same, same, very. Uh, yeah, and I had a very same similar plot for each episode. You know, Ash comes into a situation. Team Rocket comes out and says, "Hey guys, we're gonna fuck up your day." And Ash is like, "You're not gonna fuck up my day. You haven't fucked up my day for like 400 episodes." And then bye. Yeah, Pikachu. You find about Pikachu. Oh. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. So, so <laughs> Sword and Shield takes place in the the Gala region. Um, I chose Shield just for the fact that uh, everyone else was picking Sword. And just to put this into perspective, <clears throat> the number one most sold game the same week that Death Stranding came out was Shield. Uh, Sword. Sorry. Num- number two was Death Stranding. Number three was Shield. And number seven was the Jewel Pack. <laughs> so Ooh. when you bought both of them together. So this had three charts for one game. <laughs> Let's just think yeah, about that. Yeah, I think they sold like 6 million within the first launch period. Yeah, it's insane the amount that they sold. And, you know, good on them. They, they tried doing something different, this one. Um, <clears throat> so basically all the gyms are like this massive uh, event. So each gym you go to, you're in like a field, a stadium, and... Or you can make your Pokemon grow. So you're basically like Rita Repulsive. You throw your magic ball and you make your monster grow and they have <laughs> big fights. Um, I picked Sobble as my starter because Sobble looked the cutest. He evolved pretty quickly because um, this one incorporates... Um, did you play Pokemon Go? Uh, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu or Let's Go Eevee? Um, I mostly played the mobile one, but I know about... what Does it allow XP share from the other 3DS games? Yeah, so you got a- XP share. So basically, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So you shared XP when you catch a Pokemon or when you kill a Pokemon, it shares it amongst everyone. So you all your guys level up pretty quickly. And I was like, man, this is so different from Blue, where I had to make, I had to change my roster to suit who I wanted to level up. And it just, yeah, yeah. And you have to, ha- and back in Blue, where you had the first one come out, and then it'd be like, okay, hold on, and you got to go for the menus and everything. It's like, and then we would trade over. Yeah, yeah. I know. I'm going to take the free hit, and then you do everything. It's like, and then it levels up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's insane. But um, this also incorporated something called the wild area, which is kind of like uh, Pokemon Go, I guess you'd say, where you can walk around. There's lots of Pokemon in the wild. It's like a massive safari zone where there's like different regions of different Pokemon. Uh, there's higher level regions. There's lower okay. level regions. So you'll see some walking around on their own or some just hiding in the tall grass. <clears throat> this one you can also camp in you can make curries because everyone loves curries so you make a bunch of different curries oh yeah <clears throat> curry was huge in japan yeah uh but also it, it's lacking the side quest element to the other pokemon games where you know you've got like an evil plot that's happening like right next to you and you got to take down that before you can finish up with the main yeah. stuff so the main quest so it looks like you just streamlined for the main quest yeah so well basically you do you do there's only one way and it's forward there's no like um there's no team rocket here there's this really inconsistent uh group called team yell which are like supporters from this one of the towns of this girl who's a gym challenger as well and it just sometimes you see them sometimes you don't and it's like the pokemon nurseries like like there's two but it looked like they wanted to place them around everywhere, but you, there's one in one place and then one in a random place. And it just seems like they, they had a time constraint towards the end and they just couldn't finish it because a lot of the game is just there for um, aesthetics. 
there's a lot of things around that's just aesthetic based. It looks really pretty. I'm not gonna lie. Okay. Um, but yeah, so they're missing that that side quest element to it. So basically, you do your gyms, you do mm. your thing, and then there's the evil guy at the end who's who. Well, he's the good guy who turns out to be the evil guy who makes you. Uh, who reignites something called the darkest day and you got to find the legendary pokemon to get it back and then it majora's masks out on you and then the the, the sun the moon oh, okay down, <laughs> and then the, the ancients come out and hold the meteorite up but yeah so it was probably only about a 17 hour yeah. game which is still long like that's a still decent sized game but well there's for an rpg yeah but also after that you've got the end game which is you know Finishing the Pokedex, finding all the league cards, catching the legendary. Leveling up, trading, fighting online. Yeah, so basically there's a lot of endgame stuff you can do. So after the game ends, you can always have something else. And because it's on Switch and they have like raid periods for the Gigantamax Pokemon, I think that's going to swap over. And also I think they're going to update it. Like, I'm not going to lie, there's, there's going to be DLC because Squirtle and Bulbasaur are in the game data but they're not in the game <coughs> ah okay um well most likely because again i think they'll most likely give it the smash brothers treatment where they'll have just dedicated events talking about the next updates that are coming to sword and shield and adding more new pokemon and then of course making uh balance and uh, patches updates most likely hopefully they give it the smash treatment because that's just been phenomenal how they've been treating that yeah, well, exactly. And, like, because, yeah, each patch of Smash that comes out, they do real awesome balance tweaks. I mean, I'm talking, like, two degrees to the right and two degrees to the left for, like, like launching. Like, that's amazing. <laughs> like who? Oh, yeah. It's just, like, I've been seeing, like, all the different buffs and nerfs and everything. It's just a lot of characters got buffed and a lot of them got nerfed, but they all make sense when you see what the movements do and everything. It's like, yeah, this is great that they're actually paying attention. Yeah. So, uh, for Sword and Shield, I'd give it an 8 out of 10, um, just for the nostalgia factor, but also to oh, see, okay. a, to see a, a Pokemon game, given that beautiful... I mean, I would have liked to see it a bit more open world, but it was pretty closed. Um, but yeah, so hopefully this is another step towards that big open world online Pokemon game. Because you can go online in the wild area, and you can talk to other trainers who are in the world, but all they do is give you an item a random item mm. like you can't walk up to someone oh, okay hey, let's fight like world of warcraft you just be like oh hey i found this in the bush yeah and have it here's a milk bottle and then they walk off <laughs> yeah, thanks yeah. <laughs> yeah so that's pretty much pokemon in a nutshell yeah. uh but yeah other switch news in the meantime uh as everyone should know about smash brothers terry bogart got released yeah, yeah. Uh, with the enormous 50 songs that came with him as well. Holy shit. Yes, 50 Neo Geo SNK classic songs, remakes of older ones from Samurai Showdown, King of Fighters, Fatal Fury, Metal Slug, um, and including this one. This is a little fun trivia fact. There is a song called the Psycho Soldier theme. Uh, Psycho Soldier, which stars the character in King of Fighters, Afina, who's the main character of Psycho Soldiers, which was a... 2D shmup where you played as a psychic girl who fights against the aliens, but this is the historic part about this game. It is the first ever video game to have live voice recording in it, and it's an arcade game from 1986, I think. Yeah. That's awesome. So like- yeah, and so basically the first parts when the game starts, the characters say, you know, like, Psycho Soldier, and then there's actually a theme song 
where the person sings the theme song and it's both the Japanese and the English and the English is just as campy as a 1980s anime intro, but it's the, yeah, the first ever sung song ever in video game history is in Smash as well. That's awesome. Um, have you, you've obviously got Terry already, yeah? Uh, yes, it's been a complete amazing nostalgia trip because of, um, one, I love SNK series and everything growing up, like King of Fighters and Fatal Fury and all their other games. Uh, all the different outfits are from different uh, time periods of Terry Bogard, even though I kind of would have liked it if they gave him a bit more like another model like they did with uh, Joker, you know, where he had the school outfit and the 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 I black fe- the black yeah. outfit. Yeah. I could have would have liked it if they gave a Garrow Mark of the Wolves older Terry with the jacket and everything, where he looks more like Leon S. Kennedy. Yeah. Uh, but the biggest, um, but the biggest one was the King of Fighter stage in itself. Uh, how this works is basically you can, it still has walls on the side, like a traditional fighting game, but if you get them over a certain amount of hundred percent, you can actually, or depending on how strongly attack you hit them with, it has to break them through the wall to get through it. Ah. So there's no way to do down spikes or anything. Uh, you can launch them upwards as well. But the next part is interesting is that the actual background characters of the King of Fighter stage are very, very high quality models as well, like on par with Terry as well. So we got, um, it gives off a very nostalgic feeling for me because I used to go to the arcades and when you watch people play King of Fighters, you can, like, it was a free on free fighter. So when your character was fighting, you have the two other teammates in the background, like watching you and they will react if you win or lose and everything else like that. And so they have these random characters in the background from other. Uh, SNK games and everything, and they react to whether you win or lose and everything too, and it's just like a nice little touch. <laughs> awesome. Well, how about his moveset? How's that? Oh, he's a beast. Yeah? Beast. <laughs> well, basically, to sum it up is um, Terry has all access to his moves, including uh, all access to the moves to just the button presses. You can enter the physical commands, which will do double damage. Yep. Um, and then, of course, once Terry Bogo gets to over 100% in smash damage, he gets a flashing go next to his name. This is reference to the Fatal Fury series of that when you are very low on health, your life bar would flash and have the word go next to it, where if you know how to do the input commands, you can do uh, Terry Bogard's Power Gazer or Buster Wolf Super as much as you want. <laughs> oh, awesome. And on average, they do 30 to 40% damage every time. Jeez. Amazing. Hope yeah, so basically he has an amazing comeback mechanic. Yeah, so basically, Yarn has to have all the DLC characters, or we protest, right, for our next Smash tournament. Well, that's why I'm bringing my Switch just in case, because uh, newsflash for the guy we're doing who hosts the Smash Brothers tournaments that we have, uh, he still, hopefully, he doesn't have the version of a Switch because no. he doesn't want to upgrade it because he ha- wants the Isabel Infinite glitch. And that that that's pre Piranha Plant, guys. Just so you guys know. Yes. <laughs> that's pre Plant. <laughs> Where that glitch was active, so yeah, nah, he he needs to have updated. There's no way he couldn't have. Basically, the Switch being like, "Hey, you haven't updated this game in a while. Sorry, you have to, or you can't play it anymore." Yeah, that hopefully would be reality, but no, <laughs> I don't. Uh, yeah, awesome. So that's Smash. Uh, okay, so basically, you want to run us down on Copper as well, don't you? Because YouTube's doing some weird shit. Uh, yeah, well, just a quick. Yeah, so basically, this is just me getting secondhand information from about one or two videos I've watched on it. Basically, YouTube's having a crackdown on content creators because of a bill that was passed during the Bill Clinton era um, about when it came to being children on the internet, like restrictions and laws they had in place. 
but of course, this is bill that was written in like the very late 90s to early 2000s. So a lot of the dialect and everything they use in it is very broad. But at the same time, most people don't talk like that anymore <laughs> when it comes to kids on the internet and everything. Yeah. Like when they look out for these certain catchphrases and everything, it's just like, well, what is this? Am I going back to the past, Grandpa? <laughs> Uh, they would have been but yeah, them. basically to sum it up is, um, yeah, here's the nightmare situation about it. It is basically YouTube going, we want to protect children on our website because, you know, we didn't do any of that protection for the last 10 years or so. So basically anyone that wants to be a website a channel dedicated to making content for kids, uh, we have to make it that it will be only for that. And of course, kids are not allowed to post on your channel. And of course, that reduces your chance of being making it on trending despite the amount of views because the comments are the ones that push it through the algorithm. Uh, and, of course, they also admit that you will purposely make less money by doing that as well. <sighs> and, of course, anyone with a full account that wants to make content for everything, they have to really lock it down when it comes down to, like, the age brackets or anything else like that. And if there's evidence, again, this is he said, she said, uh, uh, he said, uh, she said evidence and stuff like that of minors or anything that should not be watching your content, that can get your channel demonetized. Not just that. Is you, I read you can get up to fines of $42,000. Yes. <laughs> so basically, that's YouTube's solution to it, is this, I'm going to throw all the users under the truck now. Fucking hell. Remember when YouTube just used to be a place, it's like, hey, here's some videos I'm putting on, and then you just used to put videos on. Like, that's where we got the infamous Resident Evil. Yeah, remember when Weezer did a whole film clip dedicated to YouTube? Yeah. And now yeah, it's just like, this is amazing. Everyone can do what they want. We'll just eat the pork and beans. <laughs> and then it's like, now it's completely changed to what it is now. Oh, that's right. It's just turned into Who was it another version of wanting to be cable. Yeah. It was uh, Google that destroyed it. Thanks, Google. Ah, uh, yes. Hmm. Those guys who suck. Suck off, Google. Those wacky guys. Those wacky guys that don't... Uh, they've done just everything possible to make YouTube not enjoyable. Yeah, oh no, they, they are. They're slowly making it worse and worse. And basically, I don't know how it's still making money. Someone needs to start another video um, sharing channel. Yeah, that's the thing. It's not making them money, though. That's the problem. Yeah. So it's basically we're running on the... YouTube is running on infinite debt until it basically hits the wall. <laughs> and then it just gets... To, imagine if YouTube disappeared. Imagine that. What would happen? That would be like an economic apocalypse. It's like we're closing the doors on YouTube. Everyone yeah, there'd be a lot of panic and everything. But for me, I'd be like, ah, no, no more poo. Yeah. No more people... No more conversation <laughs> of people being complete trash demons. <laughs> yeah, just to trash to everyone. It's just like even in the most friendly videos, like someone watching a horse video is like, wow, that horse is nice. That horse is fucking ugly. And I wish someone would punch it in the face. Whoa. Well, yeah. What did the horse do to you? <laughs> the horse that killed my family. <laughs> oh. Uh, yeah, so basically that's, that's copper. So anyone who has a YouTube channel, make sure you set it to either adults only or kids only. Otherwise, you'll be subject to demonetization or fines but fuck them you can't find me from your country you jerk is yeah well just to sum it up anyone is i've told this people every time you can't be making money off youtube the rest of your life you know that's true Unless and that's what a lot of people have argued with me about and everything you cannot do this to your retirement because again they have rules and sets where they can just do like exactly what they did now where they just go you know what i've changed my mind that's it no more money for you and there's nothing you can legally do <clears throat> yep 
Yep, all they need to do is change the T's and C's. And if you're making money and you don't update, you'll just get your videos taken off. Um, what? <laughs> yep. It's like either you agree with this and you have to change or you don't agree with this and we demonetize you. So, sorry. Basically, you we own you. They own yep. you. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's basically like the... It's like Machinima and all those different companies all over again. YouTube is becoming those. Oh, yeah, but it's just YouTube on an entire scale. How awful. Yeah, I know. Fuck. Oh, well. We need to find new platforms, everyone. Go. Uh, everyone's homework this week. Find two new video platforms that can support freedom of videos and report back to us. Yes, we'll do that as well and tell you people as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then also... Yes, we'll do our own research and tell you as well. Tell you how to fight the man. Yeah, fight the man. How to fight copper. How to fight children. How to beat them all. Yeah. Beat those children. <laughs> yeah. Destroy them. <laughs> Get off the internet. Instead, instead, of, instead of us having to change for the kids, let's just kick the kids off the internet. It's like, fuck yeah, off. Yeah, that used to be the good old days. Yeah, it's like, oh, can you watch this video? It's like, yeah, I was born in 1872. It's like, no, you weren't. Fuck off. You're a liar. No, you weren't Crip Keeper. Get out of here. Yeah, just, yeah, just Crip <laughs> <laughs> And just insta <laughs> So, yeah, in, instead of, like, changing the internet to suit, you know, today's needs, let's change. Let's go back to the... Remember how when you were younger and you used to want to buy an MA15 Plus game when you were younger? They're like, oh, sorry, you need a parent. What the fuck ever happened to that shit? That doesn't happen yeah, anymore. Making sure that the parents have to log in... Yeah, that's how I know you how to break it down. You make it that you make parents that have to go to the sites that the kids go to and have to give their permission every time, and that <sighs> shit will cut it out very quick. Yeah, and these days, like a ten-year-old kid will walk into an AB Games and like, I want to buy Call of Duty. It's like, here you go, son. Is this your credit? <laughs> no, that's card? what I remember. This um, this kid came in to buy Grade for Auto Five. And then they got this, obviously, like a little fucking baby that did this. He's like, you can tell, like, the pudginess and everything, like, that. he's still a baby. And he goes up, and the guy goes, Oh, do you have it? So you have idea for MA, this is MA 15 plus game. He's like, No. And just like, Well, I can't do it. And he's like, And he ran out crying. And then his dad came in mad to, to buy the game to give it to him. It's just like, That's not the lesson learned. Yeah. Fucking, oh, yeah. Oh, oh. So, yeah. Fucking, we need to change the way we think about the internet as a whole rather than trying to fucking amend just for these freaking protection of children. It's like, No, 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 no. We don't need to protect your children. You need to protect your children. From the internet. I don't have to change yes. the way I internet. They never teach about that. Yeah. I don't have to change my internet for you. You have to change the way you raise your stupid ass kid. <laughs> yeah. I remember when we were growing up, we actually had like the early videotapes and everything of saying, just don't give out your information on the internet for free. Yeah. And now... People there are crazy parents, people out there. Just don't do it. Now parents just hand over their frigging tablets to their kids and they download apps and start talking with complete strangers. It's like, hey, can I get a photo of your house? Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Now I know where you live, kid. Like Penguin Parade. How many freaking pedophiles are on that shit? Whatever that, that freaking... Oh, yeah. Is. That got swarmed. Like... <laughs> oh, oh, it just annoys me that... Oh, we need to be... Like, get bring back Net Nanny. Remember that thing? It's like, oh, you're trying to see some booby? Yeah, <laughs> Net Nanny. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, like I couldn't even rent a video if it was M-A, M M A or R when I was underage. Like I walked into the DVD store and I was like, "Hey, I want to get this Arnie. I want to borrow Commando." And they're like, "Sorry, you can't. You have to get 
Round the Twist, Season 2. It's like, thanks. That shit's more terrifying. I, I'm weird because of that show. <laughs> oh, yeah. But that's, so that was like, yeah, even I remember it as well. Like, I remember the first time I turned 15, it's like the moment I wanted to cry because I could actually rent M and MA 15 plus rated films. Yeah. Which, you know, when it comes to Australia. Because I had the school ID that showed my age, everything. It's just like, I can now finally get all the Arnie films. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Which, yeah, is confusing to me because as an Australian, I never understood the difference between M and MA. Like, M is like not recommended for viewers under 15 and ma is like definitely not for viewers under 15 it's like what just pick one yeah <sighs> yeah <coughs> rating system garbage yeah uh, and we, even if we have an r rating we still ban films even if they are worthy of an r rating so it's like wonderful yeah which is strange because on netflix these days we don't even in australia we don't have the letter rated system for netflix movies we just have a warning that says this contains mild themes it's like, what kind of themes? What is mild themes? Yeah. Mean? What are you talking about? Um, so either do things. Away, yeah. It's, like, <laughs> it's, it's like either do away with the rating system altogether or actually do it properly. It's up to you. The ball's in your court. Yeah. Just tell what's in the movie and say, if you want to watch it or not, that's it. And everyone would understand. Yeah. It's like, oh, basically. Well, we know how it works. It'll be the same person that puts it on and doesn't even see those warnings. And then the kid sees all that stuff and just like, why, how dare you expose my child to this? My poor baby. Oh, they cry into and everything. It's like, it's all your fault. Yeah, well, exactly. It's like all the people that were whinging about the suicide scene in 13 Reasons Why. It's like, not only did that happen, but not, Netflix is different. It's not like a show. I mean, yeah, it's not like something that was on TV that you got exposed to by accident. You had to go out of your way to go into something to be offended. Stop this. Just stop it. Yeah. Be an adult and stop. <laughs> oh, And that's why video on demand just annoys me because people can get offended over video on demand. It's like, no, no, no. Just don't watch it. Just don't look. Just yeah. Don't look. It's all a choice for you to watch it. Yeah. You know, let people, let people enjoy things if they enjoy them and just hide your head in the sand like you do for everything else that you um, don't want to acknowledge for everything else. Fuck. Okay, let's move yeah. on. Let's move on to the lighter side of things. Let's move on to Elon and his... his... All right, so let's go to <laughs> the majestic of the announcement of Tesla's new truck, and it was ugly. <laughs> the, the, the ugly truck. Oh, my goodness. What a ugly truck. I don't care about the specs they were telling me about that truck and everything. I ain't driving something that looks like something that was on the PS2 that didn't fully render. Yeah, it looked like it was a, a vehicle from Twisted Metal. <laughs> yeah, it did. But at the same time, you know, I see a lot of people doing like comparisons to like the older films like Blade Runner and everything. It's like, yeah, there were people in the past that didn't know anything about aerodynamic design for cars. That's the reason why cars look all the same today, because that's the peak, people. Yes. No pointed edges. Thank you, Cybertruck. Yeah, and I've seen a lot of people comparing this vehicle to the Homer when Homer made his car, and I can see that. Oh, yes. <laughs> Another fun comparison is the Warthog from Halo. Yeah, no, pretty much. It does look like the Warthog. <laughs> so that's why a bunch of Halo fans... Are <laughs> Without the turret gun. <laughs> oh, just wait. Don't forget, Elon is from South Africa. They will need a turret gun there. There's no point in having it bulletproof if there's no M50 oh, yeah. on the front. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so I guess to break it down, the Cybertruck was uh, basically just a piece of sheet metal with a car inside it. 
which was meant to have bulletproof windows. And Nick, were those windows bulletproof? No, no, they weren't. They even asked the guy, uh, you could tell, like, even when they're working on the door, you know, when they were showing first hitting it, when it was not attached to the car. Yeah. And then when you saw him swing it at the car, you could see he was looking like way less force and everything. It's like, come on, man. I can tell by your rotation and everything. You're not swinging it. <laughs> and then they get to the glass test where they really talk about how bulletproof and amazing this glass is. And the guy's got a shot put ball. So it's about, guessing one of those balls, they're about five six, to six, five to six kilograms at yeah. most. Yeah. Yeah. So basically for a person to launch it, it should just bounce off it like a brick or so. It's like around the same weight of a cinder block brick. Yeah. So basically, they go, all right, throw it at it, show it the bulletproof glass and everything. And he goes, okay, throws it, and he goes, smash right into it and leaves a giant round fucking hole <laughs> to break in it. And everyone's just like, oh, and the audience just went all dead quiet from it. So it's like, yeah, that's not stopping a bullet anytime soon. Yeah, it's like, and then he's like, do it again, and he does it again, and it breaks. And then Elon, <laughs> Elon's like, oh, you know, you know, we were throwing kitchen sinks and we we're throwing all this shit at it. I'm like, first of all, why? who throws a kitchen sink at a fucking car? Like, why have you... Made it yeah, <laughs> and two, you didn't because you're a fucking liar. <laughs> yeah, like why do you lie, Elon? Basically, this Cybertruck is another attempt for Elon to boost and inflate his own personal economy, and basically his shares are gonna just fucking go on the rise, yeah. and then he's gonna make a bunch of dividends, and yeah. nothing else is gonna happen. We're never gonna see this thing again. Yeah, and there's gonna be a few. By the truck, and they'll be like, huh, it's not really that good on the inside or out, like when they first showed it. Wow, what a surprise. I mean, there's only one bulletproof truck in the whole world, and that's the Pope Mobile. That's because the Catholic Church knows how to fucking Pope yeah. Mobile their car. <laughs> yeah, and same with military, uh, most military vehicles as well. That's basically it. Yeah, and even those ones here are a bit, uh, bit hesitant on sometimes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Doesn't mean they're un. Again, a lot of people don't seem to understand. Just because it's like bulletproof, it doesn't mean it's previous. It's impervious to everything else, like explosives and everything else. Yeah, I, I just love. And of course, it's not meant to reflect the bullet either. It's supposed to just take the bullet enough force from the bullet yeah. before it pierces through. Yeah, and I just love how Elon's response to the shot put ball was like, oh, "I didn't go through though." It's like, okay, cool. That's. But now I've got a smashed fucking window. That how much is it going to cost to repair? Because you put bulletproof fucking glass. Or how much more force can it take before people come in and then drag me out for the fucking window? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, where is this truck for? Is this for his hometown? Like, is his hometown like what Afghanistan? I don't know South Africa. So that's why he had the. Oh, flame South Af- well, it depends a part of South Africa where he's from. Yeah, because he had the flamethrowers first, which you know, personal flamethrowers definitely need. What are you, Hank fucking Scorpio? And then we have the Cybertruck. <laughs> Actually, no, he's not Hank Scorpio because Hank Scorpio was a nice person. Um, like at his. Oh point. yeah, he was the best boss ever. Yeah, Elon Musk is the worst boss ever. Who calls British um, SAS divers pedophiles when they don't want to use his idea? Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Um, what is wrong with that man? <laughs> I, I don't know what's wrong with him. He's got issues. Like, he actually, he has... He has yeah, he sure does. He has, like, a, I don't know, just a, a complex, like a syndrome, like small man complex or something, where he needs to constantly show that he's the best at everything, 
Otherwise, his girlfriend won't like him or something. Uh, I think that's the inferiority complex. That's the one, yeah. He seems like he's inferior. Yeah, he has to be the one where everyone puts him at the top and everything, say how wonderful and smart and everything he is. Yeah, it's like, hey, dude, you didn't even buy pay You didn't even make PayPal. You just bought the company that had PayPal. So, fuck off. Yeah. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Craig okay. just left. That's okay. I'm recording on two places, so we'll just keep going. Oh, that's good. So we can just keep going. Yeah. All right. Um, well, that's a good idea. Uh, but yes. Yeah, so ugly truck. Um, I could afford to buy it, and I wouldn't. Yeah. What was it? Sixty thousand US, I think. That's pretty expensive. Um. Yeah, still very expensive, and that's like over a hundred and forty thousand for us here in Australia. Uh, sixty, probably a hundred, hundred and hundred and ten, give or take. Cause it's, yeah, I'm saying more because of the currency, because of the jump over. So I'm saying around 130 to 40 would be realistic. Oh, yeah, plus to ship it over. Oh, using that, yeah, that yeah. famous Tesla onboard computer as well. And, you know, when you buy a Tesla, you have an option of charging it in one place in the whole of Australia. That's amazing. Wow. Like, I was at Chad's. Just take all my money. I was at Chad's. <laughs> I don't need it anymore. I, I don't need food anymore. <laughs> I was at Chad's the other day, and um, they have a Tesla uh, charging spot. They have two. That's it. Like, they they want these things to be mass-produced, yet they don't give us the means to charge them. Like, what? It's exactly what happened to the last electric car when they first came out. They again... The only people they could afford it were celebrities and rich people, and there was only like two places they could actually charge it in California, and that was it. Yeah, well, not not to mention, like, I understand that they want. And then everyone wonders, oh, why do they take off and everything? It's like because there's no way to get refuel. It's the it's the argument I always have with other people when it comes to, you know, the fuel industry and everything. Of we need to go to different alternative energies, and I always make the main argument. It's like I'm sorry, but the new stuff's not ready to be mass produced to the point that coal and everything is at the moment. No. That's why everyone's still sticking with it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but also, you know how it's like, oh, you know, you use this electric car to offset emissions, but it's like, you still got to charge it. And where does that energy come from? From coal, especially in this country. Yeah. You know, you got to charge it with yeah, coal yeah. energy. So you, you're not offsetting anything, you know, you're just paying more. You're still making carbon while using it as well. You're just maybe using less carbon, but you're still doing it. Yeah. So if they really want us to do this, make it more affordable and let us charge it anywhere. And then maybe I'll think about it. Don't call me an asshole. Yeah. Um, for driving around my like fifteen thousand dollar car, and then tell me I have to buy a sixty thousand dollar car that I can't afford. <laughs> <laughs> Just yeah. get a second mortgage on your house. Yeah. Come no, on, what's wrong with you? Yeah, sorry. It's for the environment. It's for the beachfront home that Obama just bought. Um, yeah. <laughs> 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 um. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so basically that's pretty much it I've got. Do you have anything else you want to talk about today? Um, no, we got through a lot of the stuff at the same time, most of the big events and everything. Um, but, yeah, it was just it was really good uh, good catch-up and everything, just talk about latest things that were coming up, new things that were coming up, and most of the big news in the meantime, which was Copper and that ugly-ass truck. Yeah. Well, yeah, I want, to, I want to start doing more of these episodes where we actually talk about the latest news and greatest news. So I think we should stick to this format. Um, every now and then, uh, just so we can yeah, that, we could do that. Yeah, just so we can get some more. Yeah, yeah, and less arguing around. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Yeah, um, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, you've been listening to Dem Fancy Dinosaurs. This was a Dem Fancy News episode. Um, don't forget to check us out on Twitter, 
uh, Facebook, Instagram, all our other websites we're on. Um, I'm Nick. And I'm Nerdy Nick. And thank you very much for listening, and uh, we'll be back with you next week, hopefully, for the Dem Fancy Trilogies episode on Indiana Jones. Yes, hopefully. Good discussions we have there. Yes, I can't wait. Awesome. Oh, can't indeed. All right, All right take care, everyone. Enjoy the rest of your day. Bye.